I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We're good to go. We're good to keep waiting. No, guys. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Poor Artie. We put so much on his shoulder. I meant, we're good? For real. Are we rolling? Bob 101, <laughs> a conspiracy special. Get your tinfoil hats oh. Oh. on, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Bob. We got Wes back. Yeah. Wes, uh, you missed Wes last week. Uh, we think, had Preach on, which was a fun guest. You might not even recognize the difference. Yeah. You know, you might <laughs> not. Slight differences in height, I think. Yeah, um, build. Yeah, he's like do backflips or something. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty athletic. Yeah, so yeah, funny that. guy too. Uh, yeah. Um, welcome back to Bottom of the Barrel podcast. Uh, I'm Chris Ramsey. This is Wes Barker. We talk about magic, conspiracies, science, and definitely comedy. Oh yeah. Uh, if you enjoy what we do here, if this is your first time here, well, strap yourselves in. You're in for a treat today. We're talking about conspiracies. Uh, go ahead and hit that like button and subscribe and leave a comment below. And if you're back and you enjoy these and you want to help support Bob in some way, we call it Bob, uh, head over to your Patreon. You can subscribe for extra Bobs there. We get two extra Bobs every month. Or head over to Spotify and iTunes and leave us a neat review, a nice little review, a little five-star review. Always helps us out. Definitely. And uh, if you are new, we don't always wear the hats. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> is you think thing. this is every time. This, this is, is special. This is a special one. Correct. This is for, uh, yeah, when we're talking about conspiracies, we're connecting dots that don't necessarily get connected. So uh, That's right. So before we get in. to the bottom of it, let's open a drink. Oh, yeah. Let's it's a little one. early here in the morning. It's 11. Yeah. yeah. Well, did you get me? Uh, we got one blonde and one... Oh, uh, nice. Oh, so. it's like a little hiker on it. Yeah, a little hiker. Oh, oh I'm going to go climb a mountain soon. So I, I thought I'd, I'd, you know, a little... By the time this is up, Wes will be in Africa. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Trying to scale Kilimanjaro. <laughs> Doing my best. That's wild. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, I like that you're pre-gaming. <laughs> Some people get in shape for climbing like that. I'm using that climb to get in shape, though. Yeah, you're like, I'll, I'll have a beer with a guy yeah. on the beer who's getting in shape. Mm. Sometimes we touch cans together. 
Cheers, buddy. Let's, Let's get these. to the bottom of it. Let's fill these little barrel mugs up. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, this has not been cleaned in months. And uh, we'll miss you, bud. Buddy, I know. It's good. I'm glad uh, Glad we can always reconnect here. Oh, it's a foamy one, eh? Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, that's good. That means it's good, I think. I think so, probably. Um, we're going to start off this podcast. We're going to kind of stay on topic here for you. We uh, saw a UFO. We saw a UFO. Uh, and by UFO, we mean unidentified flying object. We don't mean an alien craft. Thank you. Uh, this is, we were going to LA and we were flying currently in this video. We, we were flying over Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. And Nevada is notorious for having a bunch of air bases there, like 18 military bases in the vicinity. So uh, we're not saying aliens, but also aliens. <laughs> um, this is, a, it wasn't a plane. <laughs> it, it doesn't seem to be a plane. Uh, we filmed this from the, you know, the, the the airplane window and uh it's really small but we're going to zoom in on post let's let's roll the video up here so we can kind of talk about it yeah um it's it's uh no it's not that one that's the other one we'll get into buddy still not that one no not that one no that's fine that's okay well Artie will pull it up and so basically uh, it's a small tic-tac-shaped craft. Yeah. Now it wasn't doing anything amazing. No, it was. It, it was. This here, is it is. A, here we go. It, this it was. It was moving similar to the speed of an airplane. It's pretty yes. consistent, but the shape of it is wild. Um, and and Wes also filmed a regular airplane from the same distance. Yeah, we'll put it up and post side by side here, and you can clearly see the difference. I'm shooting on the same phone and everything. You zoom in on this, you can see wings. You can see yeah. a shape difference. This is like a consistent tic-tac shape. No wings, nothing. A little thicker than an airplane. Quite a bit thicker than an airplane compared to the other one you guys will see in post. We don't. Have yeah, right it's like now. a tubular tic-tac. Yeah. And this is over Nevada, and it's just... And, and, and mind you, if you know me, I'm always looking for UFOs. Yeah. I'm looking up at, if I'm outside, and if I'm in an airplane, I'm that idiot who's literally glued to the window the entire time. <laughs> when we were flying, like Chris, like I got the window, I'm like, good, because I'm just gonna watch movies, and he's gonna be out the window looking just, for UFOs. And sure enough, he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and I was like, what? Was, I, I couldn't believe it, man. It was wild. Now, had this thing done some amazing maneuvers, it would have been a, a, a deal sealer. It would have been that is a UFO, that is a yeah. UAP, that is an alien craft. Uh, but because it's not moving, I, I still reserve a little bit of skepticism. I want to believe, uh, but also I reserve some skepticism. This is over military air bases. This could be some type of craft that they're testing. Sure. And because it's moving at uh, speeds. normal speeds, it, it would make sense, right? That's what I think it is, too. But yeah. still, it's like when we talk about UFOs, that's what it is. I mean, we don't know what it is. That's right. It's not a thing we know. It is a physical craft. Yeah. Um, and what's, what's also interesting about this is that Wes also showed it to his wife, who's a flight attendant. Yeah. She works in planes. She looks out the window all the time. Yeah. And I didn't even lead her into what, what we thought. I just sent it to her and she's like, yeah, it doesn't really like a plane. What is that? And she's like, are you guys over Nevada? Cause she recognizes everything. Yeah. And I'm, and she's like, there's so many military bases down there. It's probably something. She's like, it's not a plane though. She's like, I see planes all day, every day. Right. She's like, that looks fucking weird. So for those of you thinking, oh, it's just a plane, there are professionals who've been yeah. working in the air Seven looking years at planes. she flies around looking and, at planes. She's like, that's not a plane. And that's, yeah, they're like, that's not a plane. Yeah. It's not even, it could be, it's not a plane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it is something. Yeah. And that was really cool. So that made our trip pretty darn cool uh, arriving to LA. We were just kind of buzzed on that. It was yeah. a weird feeling. <laughs> and everybody, well, some people we were showing to were like, maybe a blimp. I'm like, a little bit too fast for a blimp. 
a little too fast for a blimp. When was the last time you saw a blimp? Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, a weather balloon. Okay. I don't exactly know. Uh, I only know like the one type of weather balloon, but like maybe there are some other blimp like weather balloons. I don't know. That's a big craft though. If we saw it from that far away, that's got to be at least like a hundred feet across or yeah, 50 to a hundred feet it's across. It's got to be at least the size of a plane, but thicker. Yeah. So interesting, uh, interesting big, yeah. sighting. I don't know how big planes are either. We then, uh, here's a funny story. So I met a friend. We we're telling everybody about this. We were telling everybody about this. And I met a friend and I said, Hey man, uh, I saw a UFO and I want to show you the video. And he goes, that's so fucked up because to uh, yesterday a random lady came up to him and said, I saw a UFO and I need to show you. And he didn't know this lady. And he goes, me too. <laughs> and so this is all very weird and connected. And so my friend um, who I won't name just because uh, they were completely blasted on shrooms <laughs> Yeah, and which makes this story hilarious, right? Yeah, uh, like if, if someone's on shrooms and they just tell me the story, I go, "Yeah, man, that's shrooms." Exactly. But the fact that he has a video, mm -hmm. whoa! So what happened is they're on this, um, they're in um, Las Vegas, in Nevada once again, and they're all tripping out on shrooms. It's like high noon, uh, in the blazing heat. They're laying on these beautiful mountains, which you'll see, and. The video is really funny because you hear them. They're clearly tripping balls and they're going, oh, my God, what is that? Oh, it's a UFO. Like they're they're having a great time. I love it so much. And they're filming this thing and this thing looks unlike anything you'll ever see. It is possibly interdimensional. It doesn't look like a physical craft. Yeah. It is wild. I can't make any sense of it. And it's beautiful that they saw it while they were on shrooms. And I almost think that they like summoned this thing. Yeah. Being like on shrooms or whatever. Now there's like that C5 thing kind of CE5. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And they're filming it and they're like, whoa, crazy. But they're also on shrooms. Right. So like an hour later, they're like, hey, do you remember that thing we filmed? And they're like, oh, yeah. And they look at their videos like, holy shit. <laughs> This is wild because they all thought they were tripping and they're just filming something. Yeah. But then they looked at it sober-ish and they were like, that is, you showed it to me, sent me the video, and we're going to play it for you now. This is uh, an unidentified, this is a UAP, a, a literally unidentified aerial phenomenon. That's all right. We'll bring it up. Weird. So, we'll have it uh, We'll have it in post anyways. Yeah, you guys, gonna, you can see we're it even going to zoom in on post. Yeah. It is a Freaking wild thing, man. There it is. I cannot make any sense of this. And so it's pretty high up in the sky, and they're zooming in. And this thing... It's like changing It's shape. morphing. It's changing shape. It is... Bubbling, fiery, weird... I don't know. And it, it was... Uh, you hear him in the video saying it's swaying. So it wasn't just standing still. It's like going back and forth. <sighs> and, man... That is the trippiest. I if you I, look at the second video, Artie, um, you'll see it there. But then you see where they are and how cool that is. They're like on this mountain alone doing shrooms. Like so, our video, it's like okay, maybe a plane from funny angle, maybe a weather balloon, maybe a blimp. There's like okay, okay, okay. I do reserve some. I don't have any guesses at what that is. My initial thought was like some type of aluminum weather balloon that deflated and is coming down. Right. Right. But. It is too wild and wacky. 
it is absolutely um there's like purple in it. it is a weird weird thing to witness and it's so far up and it stayed there for the longest wow. time look where they are. So this is them yeah look at that just chilling in the desert all high on shrooms and they get to see this spectacular manifestation i love how many of these uaps and ufos and whatever are happening in the middle of the day Yes. When, when, when I grew up, it felt like a very nighttime activity. Yeah. And now they're just broad daylight. Like, and we got cameras on every pocket. Yep. Like, no wonder we're getting so much footage these days. Dude, there are more and more sightings now than ever. Um, With that Hadron Collider's on. Let's that's go. right. Lou Elizondo or whatever, who's in charge of the whole program. You know, they, they're trying to, like, militarize this whole shit and be like, ah, they're going to attack us. This is, like, our airspace and right. all that bullshit. But at the same time, they're he's he's gone on the record saying we've had more and more activity, yeah, especially in the Ukraine and Russia. Really? There's been a lot of activity, apparently. This is the Pentagon saying there's some activity there. And what screwed them up was they're looking, um, they're looking at this thing on video, and they're like, oh, this must be Russian technology. But then they see the Russians firing at it. Whoa. And that's what made them go like, oh, this isn't Russian either. <laughs> yeah. There's some videos out there that you can find of like Russians firing at this orb. Yeah. Moving around these nuclear sites. There is like always like a 0.1% chance that it's all Kim Jong-un. All of it. Mm. Right. He's just sending things around. You know. That's yeah. I'm reserving a 0.1% chance for that. Yeah, I'll I mean, I agree with that. There's we don't point. know what's going on in North Korea ever. Yeah, so. yeah. We I, we doubt he has that budget, but maybe, you know, that's where he's been saving all his money, you know, from starving people and he's like We want to go fuck with some people on shrooms in Vegas. Yeah, see, so yeah, okay, maybe it's even, maybe 0 0.01. Maybe I'll yeah. lower it a bit. Yeah, when you see the yeah, okay, that's I didn't know about the Russian and Ukraine ones. So yeah, know. there's also I watched uh, an interview the other day with a gentleman. He had a really interesting story, um, and this is like there's like two people watching this video. It was like a live video on Twitter or whatever, but it was like this this cool podcast, Spaced Out Radio. It's called hmm. guy from Vancouver, I think. And they're uh, they, you know they talk about conspiracies and stuff. And they had this guy on. He was talking about uh, his experience uh, recently, what happened. And the guy's very well spoken, young guy, maybe early thirties. Um, definitely not. Um, you know, he, he, he knows he's very good at describing things. He almost feels like a writer. Like he's very good at describing things. And, you know, he kept saying over and over again, this isn't like me. This isn't something I would normally talk about or normally share, but he's like, I had to share it. He was in a field in a farm somewhere in the States. And, uh, this farm is very secluded. In fact, there's like a dirt road to get there. And if you take that dirt road, it's like you live there. There's like four farms and that's it, right? There's nothing there. So he's in this field and the field kind of surrounded by trees. Mm -hmm. And overhead, he sees these orbs and he's like, I don't have my phone on me. He's like, I'm not one. I don't do social media. I don't. So my phone's inside, right? And I don't. Uh, that's us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, I'm not a social media no. guy and he's not looking for followers or anything. Right. So he's just telling the story. Yeah. It was really interesting. And he goes, uh, these orbs start forming this grid pattern and there's a lot of activity up there. There's a lot of them. And he's like out of nowhere, um, within about 10 to 20 seconds, this sort of cloud starts forming. This mist comes out. And he's like, the only way I can describe it was like, like liquid nitrogen, like, you know, like nitrogen, like, oh, yeah, like ooze pours out. Yeah. Like kind of like that. And it fills up the sky. Whoa. Yeah. And he still sees this, these orbs in and around like this level of mist 
and he sees other objects as well, like a triangular shape, which was a lot lower. And he sees, and he's like, there's a lot of activity. There's something happening. There's like multiple crafts and different crafts coming in and out and like uh, different things. And this lasted for hours and hours and hours. And he's just fucking watching this. And then uh, it happened again the next day. And he's like, when it went away, he's like, uh, just as fast as the mist came out, it got sucked up. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, within like 10 to 20 seconds. And he's so in his head, he's like, oh, this might be some type of cloaking mechanism that they have developed right. or something. Anyways, what was really interesting is that the next day, a fleet of like Humvees was driving down that dirt road. Oh, he's, shit. He's like 12 of them. Yeah. So he's like, the guy, no one comes up. You're not even cars. Because there's know? like a crazy amount of people. Like I met this crazy old farmer in the middle of Alberta. I was on a, with my brother selling tractors, mm. and I met this. And my brother's going off to do his demo with a feed mixer, and I'm stuck with this old farmer. And he leans in the truck window, and he's like, right away, he's like, you know, the government controls the weather, right? And he started telling me like how yeah. they like they make it, you know, they make droughts and all this shit. Yeah. Like they, and he's like, they control it all. And so I'm like, there's a huge amount of people that hear that and go like, yeah, that's the government controlling the weather, right? But when you say like sucks it back up and then you tell yeah. me there's Humvees coming, yeah. well, obviously that's way fucking Yeah, Yes, so there's like some cloaking happening and, you know, you get in deep into like Galactic Federation territory. If you're not familiar with that, there's a few <sighs> officials that have uh, opened up about the Galactic Federation being a thing. Um, the first, I think, well, there's a few public records you can look. There's not, it's not just something that is invented by conspiracy theorists. This is uh, a term heard first by uh, government officials. Uh, the Defense Minister of Canada, old guy. Yeah. Do you ever see his interviews? Defense Minister, no. He's Defense Minister of Canada and served Canada for a long time and came out on the news, like you know, CTV and stuff, and talked about the Galactic Federation. It's wild. There's videos out there. Um, I thought it was only that guy from... Uh, from Israel? The Israel guy. Nope. Yeah, so he corroborated. Oh, whoa. Yeah, so this is the thing. Uh, you can pull that up, right? If you can find it, the Canadian Defense Minister, UFOs, he talks about the Galactic Federation, how he's like, I don't know much about the Galactic Federation, so he's like, I can't talk about it. But he's like, I can say that they've been around for a very long time. Uh, they're up there in our airspace right now. We have treaties with them, and they're also send. They're also sending down, you know, uh, like a people. This is him. Can you turn that up so we can hear? This is really interesting. Every word is true and more. Oh my God. I believe this guy. The Galactic Federation. 
We'll lay this over in post. Yeah. Unnecessary cutaway. <laughs> like nuclear. Yeah. Yeah. And what he says about Earth is pretty crazy. Because apparently Earth is like this paradise. That's that we all that they all know about. All right, so we'll cut it there. Thanks, Artie. Um, so this is the ex-defense minister of Canada. It's wild. Uh, you know, uh, he's, part, clear, he's government clearly, official, yeah. very high ranking. Yeah, and he's clearly still got it together. He's got it together. He's not like an old senile crazy person. Yeah. It seemed like. Very matter-of-factly stating yeah. that they're as real as planes above us and there is a Galactic Federation. Uh, so... You got the Galactic Federation. You got also the um, Ashe. Uh, what is it? Um, I I I am Ashed or whatever the uh, Israeli space minister. Yeah, um, and the Israeli space minister also corroborates this shit. Be, so okay, this good said like, right when he said about like they're communicating telepathically. Sometimes I immediately went like. I mean, like, oh, I've been a little bit hard on religion. I immediately thought that to myself. Like, maybe these guys are hearing uh, voices from God, but they're just confused about what they're, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like, it's, you know? Yeah, just, but then you get, into, um, you get into, you get into, like, terms like Galactic Federation and stuff like that, which is, yeah. You know, uh, like I said, corroborated multiple times by multiple. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just going back in history saying, like, Maybe they've been, been trying to communicate for a long time and people misinterpreted what it was. Mm. But well, yeah, once you get into like Galactic Federation and everything, it was just like sort of a sidebar on that. But yeah, let's 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 talk about this. Uh, Haim Eshed. That's that's the guy. Uh, so this guy uh, was about, he's about 90 years old. And he went on local Israeli television uh, to 
talk about the Galactic Federation. Now, now you have to understand, I'm going to read a little bit of this man's bio yeah. just so you guys get an idea of his credibility because it's very important when mentioning these things because we often hear stories like this from like kooks yeah. or, or people who we think are kooks or whatever and somebody's like, oh no, they've been talking to me telepathically and you're like, okay, buddy. Yeah. Um, but this guy is the highest decorated. I'll go through it here. Um, professor in aeronautics and astronautics at various space technology research and retired brigadier general of Israeli military intelligence. He was director of space program for Israeli Ministry of Defense for nearly 30 years, a former chair of space committee of the National Council for Research and Development for the Ministry of Science, Technology and Space, and a member of steering committee of the Israeli Space Agency. Ashed is responsible for the launch of 20 Israeli made satellites and is widely cited as the father of Israeli space program. Yep. So, an actual legend when it comes to the Israeli space program. This guy is equal to what like Werner von Braun was. Right. Uh, for NASA. Yeah, yeah. When he was like the head of NASA. Exactly. That's um, a really good. Yeah, comparison. he is yeah. extremely credible. There is no. And and he even today is touted as like the father of the space programs. Yeah, he is not uh, a conspiracy kook. He's not a crackpot. Yeah, um, you know he's in his eighties. So does he have dementia? Well, I've never seen someone with dementia have such a coherent story. Yeah, you know you might say some crazy shit, but this guy wrote a book about it. Yeah, he, he's way more coherent than Joe Biden. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> like, and you start there with your comparisons. Yeah. And he's, and he's out here saying how there's a galactic federation, how we're all a Petri dish. They created us, mm -hmm. and they're trying to help us by giving us technology and everything else, but we're not ready because we're just kind of like in a shitty place right now, and they're trying to help us out. And until we uh, get our act together and like raise our collective consciousness, yeah. they're not going to help us out. They must be super woke because uh, I don't have like super uh, higher consciousness because they like don't just come in and take this planet for themselves if it's such a fucking paradise. Mm. You know what I mean? They must be working on some higher level. I think I, I think part of that is that they wouldn't survive here. Uh, yeah, probably. Oh, that could be. Like, it's, it's a perfect planet, but not for them. Well, they. I, I think, you know, my theory is that we've all been, we've had our DNA altered at some point. Mm -hmm. You know, Homo sapiens, there's a missing link there. Yeah. You know, monkeys to men type thing. And there's eight species of humans that are extinct as well, which Why? are yeah, that's pests, always maybe. Why do they think? Why, what, I never really understood the the the, uh, the argument between the missing link. Mm -hmm. like, I don't uh, understand why. Um, there's like a missing link between the monkey and man. But like, why? Like, you still have wolves, but you also have a chihuahua. There's no, yeah. you don't you don't go like the chihuahuas aren't writing books. Yeah, but I mean, but you can still have both things. Yeah, but why? Why? You know, why aren't? Why do we still have monkeys? We do. Like, why do we still have wolves then? Yeah, like because mm. shit just. You know, you can still have the original thing if it is if it doesn't yeah. keep breeding to make it better. I, I mean, know. evolution is. I'm not saying evolution doesn't exist, but I'm also saying dinosaurs were here for 200 million years and they weren't driving around flying cars. Oh, you believe in that, hey? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's just it. Like time doesn't like guarantee how, how level it, of intelligence. Yeah, how is we in 200,000 years have yeah. gotten this far, and in 200 million years they've not so much as invented a tool? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know the thing. Like, if if you had to start from scratch tomorrow, yeah. right? Everything's wiped out right mm -hmm. from scratch. Even with your current intelligence, how long would it take you to manufacture a needle and thread? Right, two hundred years, like before you could actually. Yeah. You know I mean, like how? Yeah. 
to, to, to make how would you even make thread how would you make a fucking needle yeah like not not like a primitive one like the one you you you, you know and and love to make a perfect needle do you ever hear the uh the test that the americans did with the chinese i don't know if this is true Oh, that's a perfect episode for this, then. They sent, um, the Americans wanted to boast about their uh, technology, and they made a microchip, basically, the size of a needle. All right, leave that up. Leave that, we'll read that yeah, up. Yeah, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go into that. Uh, they made a microchip that basically is the size of a needle and sent it side by side to China. China sent back the needle. Whoa. And we were like, okay. And they put the microchip inside the needle. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Wow. Um, but yeah, do humans, uh, where are the missing link in human evolution? Fossils discovered in South Africa are the quote unquote missing link in human evolution. Study finds a nine-year-old boy who tripped over rocks, South Africa, led researchers to discover a missing link in human evolution. Again, this is like one thing. You know what I mean? Like, is that right. boy the missing link? Like, you know what I mean? No. It's, there's, there is a giant gap, I think, um, in obviously in inventions and technology. Yeah. Like, but like you said, the the you know the the all the uh, kinds of humans that didn't make it is also very interesting. Yeah, and the and petri dish and the experiments that kind of it, it does really help to paint the picture a bit yeah, better. Yeah, if you were trying to colonize a universe and you had the technology to bounce to and from universes and planets instantly, yeah, we're not talking about light speed travel. We're talking about something much faster. We're talking about bending space and time and yeah. moving around space freely. And if you could do that, let's say our planet. Like we we our planet's been around for like five point six billion years. Yeah. Let's say there's a planet out there that's been around for five point seven billion years. Yeah. Or six point seven billion years. That's so much more. It's so much more time. So much it's more, more than hundred thousand years. You know what yeah. I mean? It's a million years or a billion years yeah. more advanced than us, right? So let's say hypothetically they have that capability of traveling instantly everywhere. Yeah. Um, but they realize that colonizing these planets, much like we're trying to do with Mars. Yeah isn't ideal it isn't practical because you have to live in a dome you have to live underground you have to live in a bunker because the o2 levels or the nitrogen or the gravity or the radiation your species can't handle exactly there's so many factors like if our plant if another plant is 20 percent bigger we're gonna be glued to the ground yeah you know what i mean so there's all sorts of factors that factor into a place that is livable and it's much easier to go to a planet that already has you know a planet teeming with life Mm mm-hmm and planting your seed in their DNA. So this is the this is the crazy thing. And you already touched on it, which is like, oh, I have so many things I want to talk about. Um, like, there being life on other planets is like so obvious to me. It's ridiculous. Yes. Um, but like, if you take humans out of the, out of Earth, okay, mm-hmm. even though you said dinosaurs for two hundred million years or whatever, and they aren't driving cars. Mm-mm. Like, so like the. The idea of getting like super intelligent life like humans, yeah. that seems so much rarer than there being life on other planets. Yes. So like I'm like I, I, that 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 sometimes I, I have to really check myself, being like, just because there's life doesn't mean there's going to be life that's as advanced as humans or far more. Unless advanced. it was modified. Unless it was modified, right? Yeah. yeah. So there's like one because if I had the capability of traveling like that, you'd go modify some shit. I would look at a hundred thousand planets. Yeah. A hundred. Th- I'd add this Galactic Federation yeah. of eighty species of aliens that have already existed for millions of years. Right, and we want to spread the seed throughout the galaxy and spread consciousness throughout the galaxy. But we can't live everywhere. So what do we do? Well, we start doing experiments. We know what forced evolution is. Yeah, we do it. We do it. Yeah, we are the masters of it. 
And, you know, we, well, we masters on this planet, on this planet, <laughs> right? We, we, we make, we breed dogs and all yeah. sorts of things. And now we're genetically enhancing our own. It's not that far of a stretch to think that in a hundred thousand years or in a million years, we'll literally be creating other species, you know, that, that it's not unheard of. Yeah. Even in 2000 years from now, I feel like, you know, injecting human DNA into other things. And I mean, I don't think it's that far off. So it's a, it's a smart way of preserving <laughs> your still, seed. We're still wearing glasses and going bald. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get Rich there. Rich people aren't. No, that's true. Um, yeah, so I think that eventually you get to the point where it's not practical to live on other planets, but right. you do want to preserve that seed. I think that is the right mentality of spreading, hey, that planet's going to blow up or that sun's getting too close or there's a meteor coming. Like you need to spread yeah. uh, humanity, whether it's humanity or just plain consciousness in, in intelligent life. And doing this on like thousands of planets at once and then just zipping back and forth every thousand years yeah. and dropping off metallurgy, yeah. alchemy, agriculture yeah. uh, every thousand years and letting them and, and sort of forcing that evolution upon them mm-hmm. until it gets to a point where you're like, ah, nuclear weapons, maybe we need to interfere now. Yeah, and I, and I, I think maybe it's not a uh, it's not a foregone conclusion that everyone gets to nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe... Maybe some of these planets, uh, they don't, they don't uh, develop the same uh, tribalness that we have, and yeah. maybe they, you know, maybe maybe it yeah. is, it maybe does work better. Like maybe, maybe this one isn't the best working one. Yeah, and you mix their DNA with primates, yeah. we're what you get, right? We're yeah. we're like this half breed, yeah, which is really interesting. That's another that's another kind of point you can make yeah. as to why we're different than monkeys and everything else because we are literally half monkey, half something else. Yeah. Um, we have those primal instincts within us. We want to fuck, eat, you know, uh, gluttony. We have murder. We have all these huge, like animalistic instincts within us. Mm-hmm. But then we have a side of our brain that can comment on it, which is wild. Like it wants we, the podcast. We can murder someone. <laughs> And then be like, why did I do that? <laughs> that was bad. We should punish him for murdering someone. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So we have both sides. It's really wild that we act like animals and then we study it on ourselves. And we're mm-hmm. like, mm, I don't want to be that type of animal. And yeah. monkeys don't have that oh, yeah. rationalization. I mean, and The amount of like, like, I don't know, shame and regret. I mean, right. like all these really rationalizations out there. for these primal instincts. Yeah. That should be counterintuitive to our survival mm-hmm. it should go against our survival you know what i mean we should yeah. kill off the babies that aren't doing well yeah you know to in order to survive it should but, all be sparta but we rationalize it yeah. right so there is part of us that isn't uh monkey at all yeah and where does that come from so um you know but let's Some say, people we say it comes from the good book yeah the good book if we were to splice our dna with lizards who are cold-blooded yeah much more primal yeah. than monkeys, you know? So, you know, you get into reptilian territory. Maybe these guys are fucking evil. Mm-hmm. And then maybe there are plant people out there yeah. who literally feed off photosynthesis. That's how they eat. And, you know, well, I, maybe women are reptiles because they have eggs and mm-hmm. men are plants because we have seed. Yeah. Boom. I mean, a lot of mammals have eggs. Conspiracy. A lot of mammals have eggs? Yeah. It's like three mammals have eggs. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> I said three, and I don't even think, I can't think of more Isn't than one. the platypus one. a mammal that what? lays eggs? Platypus for sure. I don't know if there's any other ones. Yeah. Well, I mean, ovaries and stuff? You don't think like a whale has ovaries? No, no, I'm just fucking with you. Just um, It was a random joke for the tinfoil hat episode. Yeah. Just throw them in there. Yeah. Slow you down. 
because you're, you're talking a mile a minute about interesting shit. How do you feel about the Galactic Federation is up there hanging out, okay, hmm. but also about other sightings of shit that are like phasing in and out of our dimension? Yeah. How, sometimes I wonder about that because I can really hold both those two things separately in my hmm. mind. Like physically, they're here, but also them phasing in and out because everything's overlaid, time and space is overlaid, everything's happening now and in the future there's no time. So I'm like, are both those things going down? Because I really have trouble being like, they're traveling here by zipping through space through whatever, but also like they're like phasing in and out sometimes. I, I don't think know why it's too that things. there are more ways to travel than we think. Right. It wouldn't just be one solution. Right. I think there's propulsion like we have. Hmm. Um, there's gravitational, maybe a propulsion, which is like creating a black hole in front of your craft and moving through space time. But I also think there's travel uh, through frequency. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. Okay. I think that you can eventually, um, I mean, we communicate through frequency, right? So we are already yes. sharing information through frequency and what are we, if not information? Yeah. And like where do thoughts even come from? Exactly. So we might be like, we are information. Yeah. If you look at us, we're just ones and zeros down to it, right? We're, we're these molecules of energy, these, these subatomic particles of energy. It's just information really, yeah. right? It's numbers. And I think if you can transmit voice or text or anything through frequency, yeah, through satellite, through finding these frequency waves and transmitting them instantly, I think it's a matter of time before you can do that physically as well because we're just when it comes down to it we're boiled down to information i think you're right it's like if you look at um the, like like this table and you and me we're all made of the same shit yeah just arranged differently mm -hmm. and you always made a good point uh that uh, anybody could walk over a computer and if you push the buttons in the right order yeah you're a multimillionaire. Mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. <laughs> like some number of buttons in some order yep on your computer yep yours at home Will make you a fucking millionaire. Yeah, if you hit that right combination yeah. of buttons, you, you can know, have you anything go, you, you want. You go to the right site, you do the right things, whatever it is. Right. Um, so it, it like take that idea and yeah. just keep adding to it. And you're right; it's all we're all information. Like when you're yeah. teleporting uh, yeah. things, when they're when they're doing things in labs right now, where they're playing with teleportation and uh, quantum entanglement and that type of thing, where they're teleporting subatomic particles or whatever. Yep. Um, you know they've 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 successfully done that. And, and what they're doing essentially is taking information, copying it, deleting it, and re-uploading it, right? And that's kind of what teleportation is. They're not yeah. like actually moving something. They're literally taking that information and replicating it one for one over here. As it gets replicated, it gets deleted on the other side. So it, if we were to teleport, it would be oh. that. It would be taking all of our information, like a photocopy, right, and downloading it and uploading it elsewhere. So, I mean, that's the fucking prestige. Make a clone. Exactly. The other one. Yeah, kind of like that. But now think in, in the terms of like moving through frequency that way where you're just right. like, hey, I can phase in and out of existence. This So I think I think it's a mashup of everything. I think these UAP sightings, because a lot of them they said in that press briefing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them are non-physical. Right. Much like the one my buddy or buddy saw yeah, in Vegas. There. Just a fucking thing. Yeah, it's it's like no said, edges. It's nothing. Is, is it phasing in and out of here? Is it purely visual? Yeah. Is it physical at all, or you know, is it uh, or is it a mistake? Like you say, is it is it something like you know, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where I I say something here and that projects to the other ends of the universe, and they start a religion about it? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh fuck me, that's so um, crazy. Well, already that's here. The term missing link 
Charles Darwin's mentor, uh, eight years later, Darwin published Origin of Species, in which, contrary to popular belief, he never used the term while describing. Oh. And breakthrough scientists have confirmed a key missing link in the human family tree that helps explain the evolution. See, and all of that is like the key missing link doesn't explain everything. They just found like an extra thing in between two things. Yeah. But it really doesn't explain how we jumped. I, but I, 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 how we grew that extra part in our brain. I, I, I just, I insist that it's just through selective breeding and evolution because, again, you can clearly just look at dogs. You can clearly have the original and have this totally new crazy thing. The thing is, we forced that evolution. I know, but yeah, that's what I mean. So it, you don't need a missing link. I don't think you need forced evolution. You need forced evolution. Yeah, yeah. There, there is some intervening. I, yeah. I think there was some intervening in our species. Yeah. And it's so broad to say, like, how the pyramids get here? We're aliens, and how do we aliens, you know? But yeah. I really think there is an agenda um, that we were created. And we, and the scary thing, I think, for humans is knowing that we have a creator. Right. That there is an answer. Right. Um, that. And the answer might be closer than you think. <laughs> yeah. And we are not. Um, we are here for a reason, the reason uh, unbeknownst to us yet. Yeah. Like there is, it's so cool to think that there's fucking magic that exists. Like mm-hmm. that thought of like all of a sudden looking outside and this giant craft just appears. Yeah. I thought about this the other day and I'm like, can you imagine you're standing outside and all of a sudden whoom, like fucking Independence Day, right? Yeah. It's massive, huge disc appears. It's like just floating there, soundless. Yeah. That moment, when that happens, when we make first contact publicly, not yeah. privately, yeah, will change everything forever. There will be time will be separated. Human existence will be separated into two parts. Totally, it'll be before that event. Well, and after that event, F- fuck uh, before Jesus Christ. After that's all going to be part of this one side. No, but I, but I'm like, I'm like, maybe like you go back to the fucking. Um, younger driest period and way back before that you know like the ten thousand year ago mark whatever maybe they had first contact there and it got wiped clean so yeah. we don't know so yeah we will split it up but go go for another fifty thousand years maybe they won't even know well we i, I think it's yet. different because we have data and we have information that we can collect now mm. back then they would say it's a dragon right a chariot of fire in the sky right. or a dragon a ball of fire yeah uh a star you, an, over an, angel, an angel coming down yeah. from the heavens illuminating like all that to me sounds like lights moving around the sky yeah. That you can't explain. Uh, but for us, when that happens in an intelligent, you know, civilization that so we have. Backstory and yeah, all this other shit. Yeah. I think it would become the sort of D-Day of our history. Yeah. Where everything in schools, 100, 200, like you have to understand that this changes everything. When that happens and we are aware that our existence was created mm-hmm. and that they're there, they've been observing us. The universe instantly opens up. Yeah. Instantly opens up. We cease being a, a planetary species and we become a universal species, part of this wider variety of species and existence. And they can be like, oh, here's how the universe actually formed. Yeah. And here's where you guys came in. Here's where we came in. Here's where they created us. We still have questions about certain things and we're trying to find that out too. But here's the backstory of the last you know, 13 billion years. I was saying the other day, and I firmly believe this, that every time we talk about this kind of thing, I always think more. I'm like, I kind of wish I was born 100 years from now. I, mm. I My sole focus would be would be everything off of this goddamn planet right now yeah. we're just it's, it's it, when i was a kid especially like the space program uh you know like 
the, like they, they gave up on the moon at, in 73. Yeah. And then in the 80s, uh, when I was born, the Challenger blew up. And Sputnik. And, and yeah, it was kind of just boring space shit happening yeah. in the 90s. And it, it's not exciting. It's starting to get a little bit exciting again. Yeah. But like, if it was exciting at the right time for me, I might have devoted my entire fucking life to, to it. To becoming an astronaut. Yeah, or, or something, becoming, you know. Yeah. A hundred years from now, man, who knows where we'll be able to get to. And and that's the thing. If that event happens. Yeah. Like, then, I, uh, yeah. If that event happens, now. I'll pivot immediately. It's San Diego, June 27, 2022. Oh, my God. So many. And I, I go, and if you YouTube these videos, by the way, folks, if you want to don a tinfoil hat and, and check these videos out, my recommendation is going to uh, upload date as a filter. Okay. Because YouTube will Give drown you out shit. a lot of things and they'll put a lot of CNN um, reports up there. Yeah. But if you go to upload date, it'll give you the latest one. And so almost every other day I'm doing this and there's more and more sightings every other day. Was I driving with you or with Chris? You see that thing? The the last one we just saw. And it stops. Nuts. The, like that three dot thing there. So I don't know about, was it driving? I must have been driving yeah, you, with you. Yeah, you told me about this. Yeah, driving with Chris or something. And yeah, we just like looked out the window. We're like, oh, look at that. It must be a plane or something. And we just couldn't make sense of it because it was dark. And there's these weird lights. We're like, that's kind of doing, what's it doing? <laughs> and we just kept driving. And it wasn't, you know, a year yeah. or two later, I started thinking like, that was weird. And there's another one. This is, So this is all different angles from the same sighting in San Diego, June 27th, yeah. which is wild. That's the thing I, I will say to anyone who's like, even this far in the episode and like is really, really skeptical about this kind of stuff. Skepticism is great. But if you're not like slightly um, more convinced, it's because you're not choosing to go down these rabbit holes. Because... Yep. It's pretty hard to deny. There's a lot of them. You go like, oh, I see the bullshit here, bullshit there. Okay. But then you start getting these sightings where it's like 50 or 100 different camera angles of the exact mm. same thing from different people. Uh, you know, and you're like, what? It's not all It's not all bullshit. Have you seen, have you heard about, sorry, there's two major sightings. Uh, and by major sightings, I mean um, mass people. sightings. Yeah, mass sightings. That have happened. Uh, one in the 60s and one in the 90s. Is, is one in Australia, one in Arizona or yes, something? Yes, uh, Australia and um, South Africa. South Africa, okay. Schools, elementary schools. Oh, I only know the Australia. High school, one. the elementary school in Australia. Mm -hmm. This is a wild story. This is in, um, I think it, I think this one was in the sixties. Already will know. It was in the sixties. It's called Aerial School. Aerial A R I E L. The Aerial School sightings, I think. Yeah. Or that was the uh, that was the South Africa one. Sorry, the one in Australia is really wild. This story. So and you, there's a whole. This is the craziest thing to hear. Basically. What happened was all the teachers were having like a school meeting. Okay. They were having like this meeting and there was like no teachers available. All of a sudden, all these kids in the, in the schoolyard, um, Westfall UFO sighting Australia. That's the here. One. We can read this. This is even better. At approximately 11 a.m. on Wednesday, 6th, April 1966, students and teachers at, from Westfall High School, now Westfall Secondary College, reported seeing a flying object described as gray. A saucer-shaped craft with a slight purple hue about twice the size of a family car. According to the students, the object was descending, overflew the high school, and disappeared behind a stand of trees. Approximately 20 minutes later, the object reportedly reappeared, climbed at speed, and departed towards the northwest. Some accounts describe the objects as being pursued by five unidentified aircraft. Um, so this thing actually... Uh, 
this thing touched down. It there was three crafts. They were coming down. Hey, one sec. Participants: three hundred students and teachers. Just keep that in mind. Yeah, three hundred students and teachers. This thing touched down, and they were first coming lower, but then apparently the screams of the children and like the panic made two of them ascend, and only the one came down. When the one came down, this this metal craft, uh, a small man appeared on top of the craft as if by magic, as if just floating up there, yeah. and he floated down to the ground. Um, the children were saying this. Uh, some children were crying because they, they thought it was like this boogeyman in their local folklore. Uh, other kids were crying, and, and a lot of them uh, report images, mental images, of the planet being destroyed as a warning. A lot of these kids. Yeah. Immediately after this happened, by the way, the teacher who found these kids, everything was gone. And the kids, there were some kids were standing and crying. Some kids were passed out on the ground, catatonic. And there was this whole thing. And the teacher immediately asked them all to draw pictures. And there's a picture you yeah. can go online. You can see them all holding their pictures, how similar they are. And there's these crafts and there's these spacemen. And they're like, uh, it was a man about three or four feet tall, wearing a tight silver suit with long arms, very skinny, big head. And uh, rugby ball shaped eyes. Okay, now this is a. I got it. Uh, when was the first UFO movie? Like after the forties, after Roswell. Yeah, so I'm like uh, UFO. Yeah, like forty seven, mm-hmm. fifty six, right so after Roswell. I, I'm like, it feels like these aliens have changed over time. Like as far as like what people report seeing, you know what I mean? Like the, those the little gray men have always been. Yeah, I know, but like, like, but like now, like, okay, but back then, no one's reporting a tic tac, and now we get a lot of tic tacs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm like, it, it does sort of seem to have, uh, it, it follows. I think there are many crafts. I'm sure there are many. Yeah, there are like the triangular ones that we saw. But it's weird, why? Why? Yeah, for, the Phoenix lights. The, yeah, you get you get these triangle lights. You get the UFO saucers. You get these tic tacs. The cigar shaped. But, but, but we've had cigar, that for a long time. Yeah, but it's just some some of them seem to have, have come and gone in popularity, mm-hmm. and other ones seem to I don't know. It's just interesting. Yeah, but they, but the fact that they I'm glad the teacher said draw what you saw because yeah. that's great. Like everyone go and just draw. Like let's yep. see what we get. That's fucking crazy. And it's similar. Uh, and so afterwards, here's the fucked up part in Australia, is that the Air Force came in. Oh, that's right. I remember this. Story. And they debriefed the entire school. That's crazy. The Men teacher went on news <laughs> in Australia, and he talked about this years later. He went on news and talked about this saying he got threatened. They said, if you say this, we're going to say you were drinking. Oh, my God. And you're going to lose your job because you sound crazy. This didn't happen. And he's like, it, did, it didn't happen. And uh, some students got relocated. Some families got relocated. Yeah. Uh, the whole story was shut down, de- demystified, debunked by the air, air. They were told, you're not allowed to talk about this. And now students are coming out on the news and talking about this event. Good. And the same thing happened in 1994. At a high school, I think, or at an elementary school. Again, 200 students. Same type of interaction uh, where these crafts come down, land, and uh, try to communicate with the children. And, you know, I thought to myself, why would you pick a school? And it's, I mean, it seems to me the most logical thing because people are like, well, why wouldn't you go to the White House? What do you think would happen? No one's going to shoot you at the school. Yeah. Well, well, that's why you don't go to the schools in the States. <laughs> that's yeah. why you don't go to the schools in the States. Yeah. But uh, the White House, like, I mean, they'd, they'd yeah. scramble fucking jets and they'd chase you out of the yeah. sky, right? And this is uh, Zimbabwe. There you go, in Zimbabwe. So this is another 
sighting close up of alleged landing site here. A swamp adjacent to the schoolyard where the UAP landed. Here you go. Here's a picture of the craft uh, seen above the power lines. That is fucking incredible. Yeah, children see the UFO. So this is children's drawings of the UFO landing. <laughs> Very similar. I wouldn't trust these kids to boil an egg, but I fucking trust them to draw me a UFO, and I love that. I'm not even kidding. That's deadly. And 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 that's fact- fucking amazing how different and similar they all are. Yep. Ooh. And the and the fact like they all have looked little circular circular windows. <laughs> you, he wrote UFO on it. This kid. <laughs> this one's wearing a cowboy hat. I like it. Look, yeah. look how similar. Oh wow, Jesus! Look, between look at the trees. Ones. Oh my. God. And you go down the other one. Look, go down the other one. Yeah, they're copying his homework. <laughs> yeah, fuck, that is wild. Yeah. Oh, that kid's got a problem. Yeah, he's at the bottom. But look, of the uh, multiple of them have windows, landing gear, um, and and so this is a real thing. To deny that this happened and to say that these kids are mass hallucinating, yeah. you're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's a fucking conspiracy. Yeah. To say, oh, there must have been some toxin in the air, and they're all high. You know, that yeah. is ludicrous to me. How yeah. do you deny the most innocent, honest beings that we have available on the planet? You can't deny that. Yeah. That is undeniable yeah, I mean, proof. Yeah, yeah. Social media clout back there. Yeah, exactly. There's no, already saying there's no social media clout. There's no reason yeah. for them to lie. And like, uh, you ever said fuck around a kid before? They immediately start saying it. They don't have any agenda. They just repeat what they see. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just... You do something, they're going to do it. Like That's right. So, yeah, they're not like... And you, there's interviews with these kids in the 90s. I don't know if you can find that. There's like an interview with a few of them, and they were, they're very scared. Yeah. And they're also, they were prepped before the interview by government officials uh, saying that this was, you didn't see this, it's not what you saw, and there's still some kids stick to the story. They're like, no, I, I, you know, I think it's a blah, blah, blah. And, and they're yeah. like, no, it's not that. It's wild. I can tell you as a 29-year-old man going on America's Got Talent, being prepped for my interviews for that, as a grown man, it's still hard to stick to your guns. Mm. You know what I mean? And like as a little kid, yeah, I mean, if you tell someone preps you and tells you what to say, it's hard not to. So kudos to the kids that could fucking pull it off. Because it's hard when someone's like, you're going to say this. It's not that. A lot of them came out of the woodwork. I remember a story they told on the news, on the Australian news, about uh, this one girl who they try to get in contact with. Uh, her friend showed up to her house and there's a different person there and they were like, no, we don't know what you're talking about. They don't live here. And she's been to her house multiple oh. times and they try to find her and apparently she went to a different school, a different country, like whatever. It was like completely... School kids say they saw aliens. Here you go. Oh, let's go. Multiple sightings happened the night before as well. And he had big eyes. This is amazing. Fuck yes. Steve Urban's kid. <laughs> it's wrong country. 
Let's go, kids. 60 kids witnessed the spaceship. They'd see the figures standing around the craft. He wants to keep his job. Yeah. Wouldn't get me fired. Yeah. You know, parents I want... were initially skeptical. People said they've seen bright lights in the sky and a craft. So this is like the night before. Nights leading up to this, there was sightings. Yeah, no sound always and there's like a dozen people who saw it yeah cause like I wonder how effective you could be like say you take a group of 60 kids yeah I wonder how effective you could be in implanting a false memory on them mm. right if you really tried yep I swear you couldn't even be that effective yeah that's and, a good point and you'd have to really fucking try yeah and they don't they're not, they're not like well men came to our school and shut yeah, us big hoax and, yeah like, like like to create that type of hoax you and, couldn't do it. And when the teachers came out, the craft was gone. So it's not like it could have been staged and like, and yeah. all the kids say like, teachers like where to go. And they're all like, yeah, yeah. Straight up. Just zipped straight up. That's so nuts. After, I you know, after seeing stuff like that, that, dude, how do you deny that yeah. we're being visited, that they are here, that they are among us, that they are above us, below us, watching us? Like that is, yeah. for me, denying this stuff seems crazy. So for years. You got to work harder to deny it. Well for well for years for years I was like the math doesn't make sense in the sense of how old the universe is and how big it is mm. and the fact that on this one little planet we've only really been looking at the sky for a few thousand years yeah. right I'm like what are the odds that they decided to come visit us here at this one point in time that we happen to finally be smart enough to be looking at the sky right and then and then I, I was firm on this for years, yeah. right? And I'm 36 now. And around about 27, I started really going deeper in it and learning about how time doesn't matter the way we think it does. Yeah. And bending space time. And like, it doesn't, mm -hmm. it's not because it, before it seemed like hitting a fucking 
pinpoint on a fucking moving train yep. with a dart. Like, why wouldn't? Why now here in an infinite universe? Of course, right? And then once you learn about the time, doesn't matter the way we fucking perceive it. I go, oh, and I, I literally went one eighty, and I went. Now it's all makes sense. That was the only thing really hanging me up. Yeah, we're all we're all stuck on propulsion and our exactly uh, thermodynamics, our laws of thermodynamics, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. which makes sense to us. Yeah, and ha- makes sense in a lot of ways. But um, you know, you get guys like Neil deGrasse Tyson and stuff saying like, no, uh, if you travel at light speed, uh, you'll be fucking you'll be crushed first of all, and then yeah. uh, it takes twenty thousand years to even leave the galaxy and all this stuff. And you're like, yeah, but. What if you don't travel light speed? The what if you travel something thing Neil faster? knows is light speed yeah. and him coming. <laughs> the two fastest things in Neil's life. So yeah, yeah, him coming talking about light speed. <laughs> Ugh. Can't stand that guy. Clip it out. Put it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't like that. I don't like conventional thinking because yeah. conventional thinking as far as science is concerned is what stopped the progress of science. Yeah. Uh, when someone says this is a uh, logic, well, logic is only based on um, facts. But if the facts change, your logic changes. Yeah. So, you know, people saying, ah, oh, it's logic. It's not logical for this and that. Yeah, because the facts, we don't have all the facts. Mm-hmm. If we had all the facts, your logic would be completely different. But right now, I agree that we only know a certain amount. Yeah. But that shouldn't stop us. That shouldn't hinder us from guessing or, yeah. or, or, theorizing other ways of doing things or even just acknowledging other interesting ideas like Bob Lazar talking about yeah. propulsion. He's a propulsion expert. Yeah. Does it for a living. <laughs> it's literally the smartest guy we have in this. And when he looked at this uh, engine he was reverse engineering for the, uh, you know, for Area 51 or whatever, he was saying, like, the first thing that popped into his head was this changes everything. Yeah, He's like, this goes against our thermal laws of dynamics. This changed everything. Uh, to have element 115 stable is impossible. Yeah, We've stabilized it in the Hadron Collider for 0.000 whatever milliseconds yeah. and then made it an element. He was talking about this element 15 years before we even discovered it Yeah, and saying that they had a stable version of it and, and you can control gravity with it. That's yeah. not, is that the Higgs boson, the God particle? Yeah, yeah not the God particle, okay. but it was using CERN oh, okay. yeah. that, they, uh, that they found that out. CERN's doing some crazy stuff right now. Yeah, for sure. They're making antimatter. Yeah, it's wild. Do you know what antimatter is? Yeah. It's like a little black hole. Not even, no. Antimatter is the opposite of matter. It is, so basically, here's the fucked up thing, the way that it was explained. I watched uh, like two or three videos on this in the last few days. It's like everything that exists has an antimatter version of it. Mm. One for one. Literally holding this beer, there's an antimatter version of this beer. The old inverse. But as soon as the antimatter version of the beer exists, they cancel each other out, and they no longer exist. As soon as they touch, you mean? As soon as as soon as uh, it's created. Okay. Um, oh, I don't know. Okay, here we so, go. So their problem is harnessing antimatter. The What they want to do is gather antimatter, walk across the street, at the CERN facility and just bring it to another place. And by measuring that, they can measure it by like the decay of radiation that happens as soon as they release it or whatever, that it worked or whatever. But yeah, antimatter is there. It's, it's, it's like, um, they found, uh, positrons. Yeah. Which are positively charged electrons. Yeah. So they're the opposite of electrons, right? But they're still electrons. And that's how they're like, Oh, this is antimatter. And so everything exists anti 
but by finding it, it dissolves the other. I got so like if we if we were to like harness antimatter, we could potentially like make everything go away. <laughs> That's the danger, right? Right. Yeah. Fuck me. Okay, I didn't really know. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. But, but they're saying uh, antimatter in the amounts that they're creating, that they're, it's, they're it's, attempting, is so minute that yeah. it doesn't affect anything. Yeah. But which I agree for sure. But yeah. And I say wild. I say worth the risk. Yeah. Like, and it's it's all accidental. They're discovering all this because yeah. they're colliding these particles or they're uh, shooting these you know photons at each other and whatever. And from that, they're discovering new particles, new quarks, mm-hmm. and new all sorts of things. So every time they do this, they're discovering something more and something more, yeah. something smaller. Yeah, um, that's the way, man. I'm like, I'm all for it. Like, I'm not afraid of it. Like, mm-hmm. if. <laughs> The sun's gonna die out one day, anyways. Like this shit's not gonna last forever. Yeah. So let's try and find it as much as we can. Have you yeah, seen? Have you seen the uh, satanic rituals they've been doing outside of CERN? Uh, CERN no, employees. I, I heard some of this, but I didn't see any. CERN employees. They have multiple rituals. There was one ritual uh, in, I think it's called like Hell's Tunnel or something in yeah. Sweden. It's like a mountain that leads to hell or whatever. Okay. And like, dude, this thing is freaky. Like they're out there with fucking masks and like devils and like this whole pagan ritualistic thing, and this is like CERN employees doing I think this. It was Coachella, yeah, Coachella, <laughs> it, dude. It's wild to know that. Like even in front of CERN, look at the video in front oh, of CERN. Yeah, this is people filming a ritual, a fake ritual killing filmed in a courtyard at CERN. The Geneva Particle Physics Research Complex has prompted an investigation. A spokeswoman suggested users of the facility had let their humor oh, go too far and warned of potential misunderstandings for scientific nature of our research. Fake human sacrifices, pranking scientists oh, I suspected. I think I heard about this on Theory of the Third Kind. Yeah. And like, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, mock human sacrifice, I hope so. Well, they have all <laughs> all these... Um, and wasn't like a dead goat somewhere at one point too? But even that statue, it's like, there's a lot of like symbolism. Mm-hmm. In like in everything really in government in religion there's symbolism that goes back to like pagan ritual sacrifice days yeah. you know whether you yeah. look at uh, the pope's hat is actually a walnut or not a, is a walnut yeah a walnut or a not a walnut um, an acorn okay the pope's or the pope's hat's in the shape of a fish rather and there used to be these fish people that lived on earth or whatever it's like exactly shaped like a fish but then there's also uh, the acorn. Uh, which uh, represents the pineal gland because it's kind of shaped like an acorn. Um, headgear adopted directly from Mesopotamian hat. Symbol of worshipping Dagon as seen in his fish mouth looking. So you I, see these people? Uh, no, they're like, they're I, like fish people? I, 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 see, I see. but I, I, This kind of shit I go like, I'm glad we're in the hats. But this, I'm like, well, like no, you're, you're digging too far here. No, there's, there's no point to that. No, that's not true. There's If you look into it, there's a lot of uh, symbolism within our society, yeah. religion, and government that comes from uh, paganistic symbolism. And you don't have to look too far. Right. Uh, look at the... Um, but what's the point? Why bother? Uh, it's, uh, it's all about uh, worship. Yeah. And it's all about worship, and and there could be some more, something more to it. Um, yeah, the fish, <laughs> the fish suit is way cooler already. <laughs> but there's like, look at um, look at the sign for like uh, you know, like the medical band. Yeah, what is that? Oh, it's like a snake thing. Exactly, it's two snakes going up the thing. It's all pagan. Yeah, you're right. Ritualistic things. If you look at you're everything right. from NASA, from every logo the government's ever put out to religion, um, yeah, everything has to do with like. Like even look at the days of the week, like you know, Saturn, Saturday. We get married with a ring on Saturday. 
Uh, the ring represents right. the rings of Saturn. It's like there's all these like pagan. Yeah, some of that, some of that shit though, because like, some amount of it is like carried over like pagan mm-hmm. fucking symbols, and some of it is confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. So, but so yeah, you're right. But I, I'd be fool. I'd be fool to think it's all confirmation bias. That makes no sense. But if you look at That's like wild. Uh, because, like, the, the acorn represents the pineal gland in a lot of religions. Right. And you see that acorn pop up, whether it's in Egyptians, whether it's yeah. in uh, Christianity. Uh, it's in fucking Pixar, Scratch the, trying to get that fucking Yeah, the acorn. third eye. Yeah. <laughs> the third eye. It represents the third eye and opening a third eye. And, and um, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of that weird symbolism everywhere. And if you look into it, it gets weirder and weirder because you're like, oh, why are we using pagan symbolism for... Catholicism, I or mean, for I remember back in the day they were doing a lot of that because they were trying to slowly convert the pagans. To that makes the sense, thing, right? So like that's why they moved Jesus's fucking yeah. birthday or whatever, you know, Santa Claus birthday, whatever yeah. it was, right? And they move all that from the summer to because they're trying to line up with the pagan mm-hmm. shit. And I I do understand why that makes a lot of sense. You look at the Masonic temples, yeah, and then we sort of carry that on, I guess. Look at the Masonic temples. Look at the, um, What's the Masonic temples about what's that? All the Masonic sort of uh, the eye, the pyramid. Oh, the eye. The, okay, yeah. Um, the also the um, uh, what do they do at, at uh, Bohemian Grove? What do they do there? Or all these rich people mock sacrifice things oh, yeah. in front of a giant owl. Owl represents wisdom and knowledge. And I can't tell what I've read and what uh, was a movie that I watched. That's no, very true. <laughs> I'm just like, what is happening? Alex Jones snuck a camera in one of those things. Fucking and that's what he. That's what, like blew him up. Oh, geez. He filmed one of these Christ. ritual sacrifices, these mock sacrifices. I don't know enough about Alex Jones. <laughs> I yeah. only know what I don't like. <laughs> yeah, well, if you watch him out of context, it's kind of fucked, but he's that, a funny guy. That's the only way I've ever watched him. No, nah, you got to watch him. He's funny. <laughs> he's hilarious. He's actually a troll, but uh, he knows a lot. And yeah. he predicted a lot of things that happened. Yeah. A lot of things that happened were predicted by him. Um, That's cool. But uh, he was talking about Epstein's Island maybe 15 years before it came out. Yeah. To Joe Rogan. He was like, no, they got these fucking, they bring these kids, this Epstein brings these kids on this island for these uh, fucking whatever, whatever. And they were like, okay. And then, yeah, lo and behold, like (laughs) he knows a lot of shit. Oh my God. Yeah, man. I, I didn't know that. I, okay. Hang on. Let's, let's dial way back real quick to, to, to the, the the buddy that uh, went out on that farm down the dirt road and he saw the 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 the, the, the grid of lights so we yeah. put out the stuff and then the next day he saw the Humvees yeah I kind of cut you off there what did he do did they not because inter- when they want to be like this he, fucking guy and grab him too no or? he wasn't he wasn't they drove past oh so, and, oh so they didn't know he like saw yeah it. and he was like and he was adamant about saying there was some type of activity and he's like I'm pretty sure we were involved he's like because I saw jets up there I saw like there was like okay. multiple crafts that were unexplained but also like human crafts and there was oh. there was a lot of activity going to and from these crafts there was something happening up there some type of event Man, I don't know if the world's ready, but fucking bottom of the barrel's ready. Yeah. They can come visit us. Yes. I mean, we'll give you a full interview. I want to <laughs> I want to organize something. Um, Saint-Zeno is a place in Quebec up north. It's okay. about 100 kilometers up north. Okay. Uh, they have an observatory. Observatory. Nice. Uh, you should go. It's wide open. There's no lights out there. And you can see the complete night sky with like telescopes and should stuff. Should we take some mind-opening substances? I think so. Some, some, some yeah. from the earth? Pitch a tent. Grow some shrooms and go trip. Yeah. Go and go see some go see some. As long as we're rolling cameras, we can trip as much as we want to summon. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not gonna come back and just tell you what I thought I saw. Yeah. I'm gonna record it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. 
Yeah, it's a Viking, a Viking symbol. What? Yeah, Bluetooth here. Nordic. Yeah, everything, everything, every. That's what I'm saying. What? You you gotta look into this. Every logo. Oh, shit, you do too on your fucking. Artie's Bluetooth on his knuckles. Every logo. Wow. That you know, that's a big thing. Yeah. Is like pagan Viking. It, it goes back. Religion included, government included. Look at every NASA, every government, every eagle. Every no, but not the snake. symbol for first aid. Yeah, that, that has no historical. Yeah, yeah no, the first aid symbol. Um, you know, it's all Masonic. It's all, and there, you know, you can we can go down on another episode just for that because there is a lot to unpack there. But uh, absolutely, actually, that'd be fun. That'd be fun to go through some symbols. That'd be fun and guess where they're from. Take a look at it. Yeah, I'm down. Fuck, man, this has been a good episode. Yeah, thanks for letting me rant, Wes. I had a lot to say here. I'm yeah, sorry. Well, I'm sorry. I came unprepared to talk about conspiracies, but then you threw the temporal hat at me, and I thought, oh, let's go. Yeah, I could talk about this shit for days. You know me. Yeah. I mean, I can talk about it. I just don't have any information. Yeah. <laughs> I like it, though. You get a fresh take. Feels Bring up good. some good points. Feels good. Uh, if you guys enjoyed this episode, again, really appreciate leaving a great review on iTunes or Spotify. Like this video. Subscribe. Mm -hmm. But also, most importantly, tell three friends about Bob. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thanks, Artie. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.